KBUT, the butt, New Las Vegas Radio. Get ready to feel something. You're listening to Dr. Whoever. Boom. Universal time, 19 hours, 15 minutes, 35 seconds. U.S. Naval Observatory Master Clock. At the tone, Eastern Daylight Time, 15 hours, 15 minutes, 45 seconds. Universal time, 19 hours, 15 minutes, 50 seconds. KBUT, the butt. New Las Vegas Radio. This is the Doctor Who Ever Project. Stand by. How many kinds, where can we start? We like them dumb and we like them smart. I like the ones with the pretty eyes. Well, I like all kinds of guys. Stop. What happened? How about the ones we especially like? Which ones? You know, the ones with the cars go. Well, good morning. It is October 28th, 2021, and this is the Dr. Whoever Project. Grab your emotional support animal and get ready for a dose of reality. You're stuck on KBUT, the butt. This is Dr. Whoever. Hey, Dr. Whoever, let's get this show on the road. Boom. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. Well, good morning, Mr. Jesse. Good morning, Dr. Weber. How are you? I'm doing good, doing good. Uh, you know, another hairy start. It always seems like when we're doing these morning shows that we have a little, uh, a little bit of a hairy start. <laughs> it's getting frightening over here on Halloween. Close to Halloween. You know, the 28th. It's tis the season, as they say. Tis the season. Well, we are, we're up and running now. It wasn't really an issue. The first one was, I just, like, when the dog knocked this headset out, I guess I didn't pluck it all the way back in the other day. Mm-hmm. So I thought there was an audio issue on my end, but you could hear everything. But so I restarted and recycled everything, and then found out it was just the headphone plug, and it incorrectly. But that's okay. It happens. It it's happens. all right. It's all right. So, um, well, where are we going tonight? We're doing some fun tonight. We're going to the Equality Awards somewhere on the Strip. We Where's are that at? the Silver State Equality Awards that are taking place at the Jimmy Kimmel's Comedy Club, uh, right by the Link. That should be fun. And that is a, I believe, some kind of a... Yes, queen, yes, queen, yes, queen! Yeah! Kind of a gay, gay awards, LGBT equality, what is this? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's uh, Silver State, so it's specifically in Nevada. Okay. Um, and they're going to highlight people that have made progressive uh, positions, whether it's legislatively or advocating on behalf of the LGBTQ plus 
uh, rights within the state of Nevada. So it should be really fun. A lot of local uh, people that have contributed immensely to, to the cause and have been uh, tirelessly working to advance, you know, the rights for LGBTQ uh, community, whether that's, you know, marriage equality, which they recently passed in the last election to cement that into our constitution here in Nevada, or to just, you know, progressive stances in equal housing, no discrimination in the, in the workforce, um, just some really important issues that surprisingly still we're fighting for, you know what I mean? What Everybody, is exactly in the Nevada constitution, um, equality you, so, exactly? So yeah, so before it was, it was, you know, between a man and a woman. So now it's, you know, between a, a man and a man or a man and a woman. Uh, it's in the constitution. For the state same, of yeah, Nevada. Of the, it's the first state in the country to cement it into oh. its constitution. I didn't uh, know that, but I'm, I think I might have forgotten that, to be honest. Yeah, so it's in the constitution that uh, marriage equality, same-sex marriage, is within the constitution in Nevada. Well, that is pretty amazing. We're in some LGBTQ news a little early today in the show. It's clean. That's all right. Always time for that. LGBTQ plus news making headlines. Stand clear. There will be glitter. Well, aside from that, there is some other breaking news, Jesse, so let's get to that. Breaking news, Justin. Feel free to turn your head and cough. So, um, Facebook has a new name, Jesse. Do you know this? No, I haven't heard that. All right. All right, so this just came out today, 47 minutes ago on CNN. Um, Facebook is Facebook's gonna go the way that Google's going with Google, but then they have Alphabet, and Alphabet manages like Google Maps and Google Business and Google. Like I use Google um, for um, the domain email for the Doctor Whoever project. When you're emailing talk at Doctor Whoever, that goes through a, a Gmail server. They have all kinds of products out there for like small businesses and things. Um, they probably do podcast hosting. They do all kinds of stuff. But um, Facebook is changing its name and shifting focus to the metaverse. <laughs> okay. Well, so when is this happening? Is this like it's actually the just today. Um, and the name is Meta, M-E-T-A. Um, this whole meta thing has been... It's been kind of big lately because of like Rick and Morty and some shows or like they use meta to describe like a very intricate, I think, like storyline. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Have you heard this? I've heard of that. So like I think um, Facebook is trying to like jump on the bandwagon and, um, you know, kind of kind of like get away from all the negative stuff that came out with the whistleblower and all those weird ass job titles they had and like, oh, here it is right here. It's oh, six minutes. I really don't want a six minute version of this. Let's see what it has. <laughs> I believe the metaverse is the next chapter for the internet. And it's the next chapter for our company too. So I've been thinking a lot about what this means for our company and who we are as we embark on this journey. We're a company that focuses on connecting people. While most other tech companies focus on how people interact with technology, we focus on building technology so people can interact with each other. He's using a lot One of, of hand gestures. One of the reasons I started Facebook was that at the time I used the <laughs> I wish you could see this. I got to put this on your monitor. news, movies, music, shopping. All black. Black sweatshirt, black pants. Today, we are seen as a social media company. But in our DNA, we are a company that builds technology to connect people. 
And the metaverse is the next frontier, just like social networking was when we got started. Facebook was born in a specific time and place, a college campus, the web. It was what we could build at the time to put people back into our experience of technology. But connecting people was always much bigger. From way earlier on, I All right, well, I don't know. I don't know if I need more of that, to be honest. But, all right, yeah. so we'll see what goes on with that. It doesn't sound like there's a big difference in me other than they changed their name. They're trying to rebrand. You know, that's like Uber when I was working for Uber. Um, do you remember when Uber had that weird kind of logo? It had, like, the two ticks kind of on the side and the U yeah. that came down. Yeah. And then, like, I was working for them during the whole rebranding. It's it's all goes into, like a whole rebranding like you know we're different we're not the old uber that had all these problems and we're not the old facebook that has all these problems but yeah technically you are In your face, but if one thing is positive from that it is a good sign that a company is trying i guess to at least put on a face that they care um but is it facebook's responsibility to monitor our political like what do they call it like zeitgeist <laughs> Like, is that, I mean, is that, is that Facebook's role in our society now to, to make sure they monitor people and keep them in line on the right and the left and make sure people don't say things that's going to hurt someone's feelings? Like, I just think that we're putting way too much on this little Facebook company, like he said, that started off in a dorm room. Um, if I'm being, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. But, but I think, um, if you look at Facebook as, um, the, the huge entity which it is now regardless of where it made its initial start or you know the college you know in harvard or yale or stanford wherever it took place it now takes a place in every everyday life and it has the ability to to spread misinformation whether that's you know obviously that's negative but it has the ability to do some positive stuff as well and what we see is on tv once it became, you know, in everybody's homes, we created the FCC to regulate what was put out. Now that uh, is which true. Includes, true. Which includes, you know, misinformation and, you know, news sites or, you know, like Nudity, CNN. cursing, yeah, the, the words they get, you can't They get say. cited for having, you know, misinformation and lying. We are not air. ruled by charged. the FCC to yeah, say no get, people. They get charged, you know, I mean, for, for falsifying information. And, like when know, Janet Jackson's boob came yeah, out. there's lawsuits, the thing, yeah. there's... there's there's norms and conditions in which they are able to broadcast on TV. And I get being that. that Facebook is now taking the place and has the ability to have that same impact as television, there needs to be some type of regulations put into place. See, uh, because it because what's taking place in society, although it's, it's not the government's place to micromanage what gets done, but when it starts affecting our democracy, like we saw on January 6th, and you know people not getting vaccinated and you know we're at, we're at what 600,000 people that have died from covid i don't even it, count it, anymore it, it that's the thing it needs it needs there needs to be some type of regulation it can't just be the wild wild west just because we we choose it to and it's all fine and dandy when things are going well but when there becomes an issue and our own democracy is at stake there needs to be some type of check and balance and we can't just say hey this is some you know college dorm you know thing that they did in their past time because it's not that anymore it's a billion it's dollar growing, it's a billion right? dollar I mean, corporation I mean, that has the ability globally. to affect society uh, in a negative or positive way depending on how you use it no i mean i definitely agree where you're coming from and your your analogy to tv i think is a very interesting analogy i i might personally describe it more to be like a newspaper and I think that's kind of the issue that people 
people are treating Facebook, in my opinion, people are treating Facebook like news and like a newspaper instead of treating it like television, like fiction. Um, they're, they're, they're taking something that's supposed to be entertainment and treating it as a, a fact. You know, like that's why we have the sections of the library. We have the fiction and the nonfiction. But um, we've, we've blurred the lines here so much that um, Facebook and Twitter, they, they were seen as places where people could spread news. And then people started spreading different sides of news. And then it just became everything is news now. Like my dad said something to me. I can't remember. what I literally didn't even, I was going to comment, but I was like, I don't even care. It was something that was like, I knew it was not true. It was some like crazy thing, outlandish thing. But I was like, it's not even worth it. He won't even remember he said it to me, you know, because <laughs> it's like, I could tell it was almost like something that he had heard from someone else because the way he was like, reciting it was odd. But that, but that's the thing. It's like these, these older people, they see Facebook and they don't understand. It sounds loud with that noise. Uh, we're, we're next to uh, some, some military bases. Damn. They are flying by. They're after me. They don't want me talking bad about Facebook. <laughs> but no, I, I think that we need to draw some lines here between news and like reality and entertainment and fiction. And unfortunately, Facebook is all those things. YouTube is all those things. They're entertainment, they're news. People go to it for all these different things, but you need to be able to listen to what you're hearing and be able to pick out the pieces of it that are real and are not real and do some critical thinking for yourself. Um, like I was telling you earlier, Jesse, I've noticed something politicians do. They'll say ridiculous, outlandish, wacko kind of things, but then wrap it in a pretty bow of something you can get on board with. And so then you kind of, in your brain, you rationalize all of it. It's like, oh yeah, that all makes sense. Instead of being like, oh, that part in the beginning, that was crazy, but oh yeah, I can kind of get behind this part over here. You don't have to get behind everything um, somebody says to, you know, to support them. You can kind of pick and choose pieces. That's okay. That's what all the Christians love to do to the Bible anyway. Can I worship the Lord in my own way? By praying like hell on my you know, deathbed. Worship for everyone. They can hear you inside. And it involves Relax. everything. Those pious morons are too everything busy talking to their phony baloney God. Just watch an incredible night unfold before you, but... How you doing? Peace just be see with it happen you. and Praise not participate, Jesus. but I'm believing that every one of us would <laughs> lean in, press in towards God, and embrace all that he the media said what? Christian right is in decline, and you say it's taking America with it. You quote the chief executive of the Public Religion Research Institute about how white evangelicals once saw themselves as the owners of mainstream American culture and morality and values. Now they're just another subculture. And Michelle, you One of you. And now the word of God dwells within everyone. I want you to let that word out. Let your name strike and strike and strike and strike and strike and strike. All right, so um, looks like, hold on, Renee just joined us. So I'm going to click a button. Hello, Renee. How are you today? Good. How about yourself? We're doing wonderful. I can actually hear you if you can hear us. Can you hear us? I can hear you. All right, sounds good. Sounds good. Um, we're just going to get into a little religious chat for a second. Um, have you heard about this, uh, this 
ethnic minority in China, Jesse, um, that they're, I guess, imprisoning these people and harvesting their organs. Really? This is, uh, according to The Independent, China... It honestly doesn't surprise me. Yeah, China is killing religious and ethnic minorities and harvesting their organs, the UN Human Rights Council says. Um, it's, it sounds like... It, it isn't the Uyghurs, and there's, like... Apparently, there's multiple different kind of, like, subculture religions in China. Um, it's not just, you know, that one. But that one, I think, is a big one because it's uh, Muslim, so it gets a lot of attention. Um, but I guess there's been some look look at um, China and even North Korea and trans transplant numbers and things like that. And there's some fishiness in how many people and how few transplants and all those kind of things like that. And it seems like maybe there's some, you know, is some actual numbers evidence other than just reports um, to this, you know, this very outlandish accusation, right? That they're cutting people up and in some reports not using anesthesia all kinds of craziness yeah china's china's wild it's lately that's the wild wild west if you really think about it yeah i mean so when you worry about you know i heard on, on another show i think it was actually on rover um i guess some volleyball player over in afghanistan they were like no nah, we don't like you playing volleyball so they just cut her fucking head off and stick it on a stick and post it on social media hallelujah In other religious news, um, we got a massive settlement coming in for the families of the South Carolina Charleston shooting. They're about to get $88 million, so, you know, they deserve it. Um, that was, that, that, you know, that's kind of something closer to me because I am from North Carolina. Um, I remember when this happened. It was, you know, not too long ago. I think it was like, what, 2015, something like that? Yeah, here we go. Uh, Columbia, South Carolina. The federal government will pay a total $88 million to settle the case brought by survivors of Emanuel AEM, the shooting, nine victims murdered by the white supremacist in 2015. Hmm. For those who were killed in this shooting, settlements range from $6 million to $7.5 million per claim. And they deserve it. All right, we're going to take a break, but we're going to come right back. I got a funny story for you to, you know, brighten your spirits a little bit. Uh, we'll be right back. This is the Dr. Ever Project. <clears throat> I'm really so stupid. <laughs> So I know we talk a lot about, um, you know, Costco 
we just talked about that Costco another um, another big corporation to jump on this uh, raising of the minimum wage bandwagon what we say yeah $17 an hour Costco yeah I'm, you know, I might have to apply to Costco seriously soon. like you know I mean come on people like let's go get get that get that money I mean it's the holiday season tis the season I could walk to a Costco from our new house <laughs> Is it is it like a, can I can I just like listen to the radio all day and like be a cart boy or something? I, you could actually. That could actually be fun. They have you stocking the toilet paper. <laughs> well, in other interesting news, this is I think this comes out of the UK because this article is from the Daily Mail. I love the Daily Mail. They have some they have some very 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 interesting kind of funny um, articles. But um, I guess in this text message exchange from a bartender to his manager, I've been a bartender before. I've worked in a lot of like promotional marketing stuff back in my college days. It's kind of like independent contractor kind of things. So I, I, I get how that stuff works. Um, you have like days off and you have days on and like your days off might be Wednesdays and Thursdays one week and the next week maybe it's Sunday and Monday. And so this guy had the day off and he was like doing his thing. He's a young guy, probably he went out or whatever. And he's like, I don't have to work the next day. And he gets a message at like 3 a.m. from his manager who says, hey, come in tomorrow. I need you to come in. And he's like, no, I don't want to. And the boss is like giving him a hard time about it. And eventually he just says, um, there's a bunch of places looking for bartenders right now. And he, he messaged him back so they're like, uh, just eat my ass, bro. <laughs> and the manager's like, no, 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 don't be so hasty. <gasps> Don't be so hasty, man. Come on. Um, you know, you sure you're going to give up this job? And the guy literally just ghosted him. So that's what I'm saying. You can't, like, you can't rag on your employees nowadays because employees are just going to go find another job, especially in these service industries. So you're going to have to step up and actually be better employees like Costco. Why do you think Costco is raising $2 higher than some of the other ones, Jesse? I mean, I think they're competing with uh, other places that have increased their minimum wage to $15 an hour. So now in order to be competitive, they have to raise the bar to retain some of those workers uh, that other places are now competitive in line with as well. Mm-hmm. I have a special guest, so we're going to stop time real quick and bring him on. In some ways, we're traveling in time now. We just happen to be prisoners of the present and the eternal transition from the past. Hello? Oh, there we go. Looks like we got Austin on. Time travel is a widely recognized. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Hello, Austin. What's up, Austin? Hey, how's I'm it going, buddy? How's it going, Austin? <laughs> it's going good. I'm Make super sure honored to be good. on that. Well, thanks, Podcast. Austin. This is uh, Austin from San Diego. He lived with us for a while when we lived down in San Diego. We love some Austin. Um, uh, how, how's it going in San Diego? Is it nice and warm still? The palm trees swaying, blue skies, 70 degree every day. What, what's going on? Oh, yeah. It was actually, it's actually really hot today. It feels like it's in the 80s. I, it was like 100 degrees here like two weeks ago, and now I'm in like hoodies and slippers and sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy how weather changes. It's it was good. actually like raining pretty hard. Um, I think a couple days ago we had like a little bit of a storm. And then the last couple of days since I'm in East County, uh, it's been like 80s. So it's been really nice. Mm. Lucky, lucky. Well, what else? Uh, how do you like your new apartment? Is it, like, so you're living by yourself. What are you doing nowadays? Are you, I know you used to do marketing kind of stuff like uh, I did. Are you still doing that? What's going on? Yeah, so um, I'm living with a, a co-worker. Um, I'm in East County, San Diego, so uh, 
anyone familiar with San Diego, that's sort of like 20 minutes east of like the downtown area. Um, uh, marketing, yeah, I'm, I'm still kind of doing that. I actually uh, just got back from Ohio. I was doing door-to-door sales, selling pest control. Okay, interesting. We have people come by our house all the time. Like, we had the cutest little Mormons come by the other day, knocking on the doors, talking about trying to sell some pest control on this like pigeons pigeon netting that goes around the solar panels. And I was just like talking to her for like 20 minutes. I was like, sure, well, I'll buy whatever you want. Talk to me all day about pigeon netting. <laughs> they, were, they were really well, you know they were like knock, knock whenever you want. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, a lot of uh, door-to-door sales companies are based in Utah. Uh, there, there seems to be a connection between sort of um, the Mormon, or a lot of Mormons get into door-to-door just because I think... Um, you know, they go on their mission, they knock on doors to, you know, uh, preach the gospel. So it's sort of like, you know, they're already used to, be to like it. a nice, they're already used to it. Exactly, they're already used to like being that annoying, that annoying ass person. Already, like, like Jesse's in politics, you know, and like, that's one of my rules I have so far. I know I'm probably, I'm going to have to do this, but it's like, like when I used to do marketing, like one of my rules was like, I'm not doing like canvassing. Like I'm not going to go knock on people's doors and bug them because I wouldn't want somebody coming knocking on my door and bugging me. And unfortunately, <laughs> you know how fucking crazy people are nowadays. Yeah, but just, but yeah. just like you gotta how, be careful. Yeah, but you got to think about it. Just how those little Mormon boys were able to make a personal impact on you. That's true. If they would have called you on the phone, yeah. you would have probably hung up. I was so like... I mean, those, those personal... Those personal door-to-door relationships well, actually Well, here's the truth work. behind it. Obviously, there's, you're going to get some people who are, you know, not the nicest, but behind every rude person at the door, you're going to get, you know, uh, some awesome people at the door. So, you know, if you get a door slammed in your face or someone says something, you know, not nice to you, you just go to the next one and you can have a completely different interaction. It's like you're like another, like, you're like another Jesse, always happy. And it's like turning into, a, <laughs> oh, just be positive, positive, positive. Yeah, positively <laughs> helps for make sure. Me, make me sick, sick, sick. <laughs> All right. uh, Austin, you got to see his, uh, his new coffee cup in the morning. So oh. his new coffee cup says, no, I will not have a good morning. <laughs> no, it says, no, I will not have a nice day. And it's that grumpy lady from, um, oh my, yeah, the Golden Girls. The grumpy lady from the Golden Girls. <laughs> uh, you know you know me, if it's before 10 a.m., I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And if you're knocking on someone's door in the morning, you know, oh, yeah. be, you know maybe don't ring the, the heck out of the doorbell. No. Lightly knock. Try and make sure they're awake. I would never knock on somebody's door before like noon. I just wouldn't do it. Like I wouldn't. I would just say I'm not. This is not. If that was a job requirement, I would say this is not the right job for me. I'm sorry. It's just not. That's just not my. Well, he, well, okay. well, here's the thing. Some people, some people work night shifts and they That's sleep, true. you know, until like 4 p.m. So, I like, I've had people home. come out mad, <laughs> mad for waking them up at like in the middle of the afternoon, middle yeah, of the day. Yeah. So. I'd need to be on drugs, serious Xanax or something to do that kind of job. I don't even like when someone gets behind me and I'm like going through the drive-through at the ATM and I feel like I'm taking too long or I like I fumble around and drop it because I'm like stressed out that I'm inconveniencing <laughs> them behind me. Like I can't. Like I could not do that. It's just not the job for me. Yeah. It's like driving. You like, know the driver couldn't do it. <laughs> the, the first, the first few doors, the first couple days are hard, but then you get used to it. It's not too bad. So you're still doing that now? Is that what you're doing now? 
No, so it's uh, it's only during the summer. So okay. uh, I was in yeah, I was in well, Ohio always from May. What's that? It's always summer there. You're just talking about it's 80 degrees, you know. Uh, in Ohio? Yeah, oh, but it gets okay. really so hot you, in summer. You went, but... So you only did that in Ohio. Gotcha. So when you're in San Diego, you're doing something different. Okay. Yeah, well, um, I mean, the idea is, like, especially if you've, you've done it for a couple of years, you, you make enough over the summer so that you don't work, really, um, during the off-season. Or if you do, you're just recruiting for next year, and that's pretty much what you do. See, that's nice. Yeah, like, when I used to do, like, promotional marketing, um, I would take off, like... This would be about the time we're ramping up right now. We're just getting ready for the holidays. And then right around December 10th, everything stops and you don't start back till like February. It was like, it was that, that's like the kind of job for me right there. That's, that's, that's the kind of job for Dr. Whoever. <laughs> I like to work yeah. really hard for like, I like to work, like I'll stay up to 4 a.m. for like four days in a row working on something. And then I just like need like four days to just like chill after that. <laughs> that's good. I mean, that's kind of what it is. Like you're working all day, every day, six days a week for four months, and then you're you're done for eight months. That's nice. that's kind of the idea behind see, it. See, that's the thing. Like this is this is what I'm talking about on the show a lot. We talk about this these these younger people. You know, when you're not too much younger than us, but you're younger than we are. Um, but you're still a young. You're still an adult. You're still an adult man. But you're you don't have any kids and you're not married. So you want to have some fun with life, so you're figuring out a way that you can still have a house and an apartment, pay your bills, but enjoy your life, right? Kind of that, is that what you're going for? Yeah, I mean, I guess it appeals to my work style, like, um, it's just kind of how, you know, what I'm used to, you go to school, you have like the semester, and then you have a break, um, my work style is very much like, you know, I, I played water polo, there's like a, a season, you, you play the sport over the season, then you have the off season. Mm-hmm, so that's mm-hmm. kind of how I see it. It's like, like you know, you have a start period, an end period, but you're done. You know, it's kind of cool. And then the off season, you can kind of do whatever you want. You can travel. You can, you know, like try new things. You're not like you're it. not at like a nine to five. You know, you can yeah. come here yeah, and yeah. visit Doctor Whoever and Mr. Jesse and Mr. Odie Monster, yeah. who's up here too right now I'm in Vegas. Kind of- I'm kind of curious, Austin, like, I, I remember you talked about how, you know, you went to UCSD, you majored in something, and then you were doing the whole nine to five, five days a week in an office, and that just wasn't conducive to, like, how you wanted to live your life. I'm kind of curious, like, how many listeners are in that same, like, position that don't want to do the regimented time schedule for work that, you know, has been designed by society for us, and are looking for something that is more like, you know, I mean, I have some personal time to where I can kind of work on things that... I want to do and some sports that I want to play and it's not always just work 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 there's 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 like we're trying to create like a balance of like relaxation and travel and also work it's not that we're like lazy in society it's just that we've realized you know that there's more to life than just working and making a paycheck you know what I mean absolutely and I, I think we're actually kind of going through a paradigm shift right now I think the companies that realize this are going to be the, the big winners in the future uh, where, you know, as long as their employees are, yes. you know, producing, get the job done, it doesn't really matter how they, they do it. Yeah. Um, and I think that is probably a really, you know, attractive thing about door-to-door in general. Um, you have flexibility. I've been saying that for with, years, um, you, know, you know, like 
like you saw the stuff, kind of stuff I do and all. And like, how many times do you actually hear me yell at people on the phone and be like, "Just let me do it my way. It will get done. Leave me alone. <laughs> like, just leave me oh, alone. Yeah, time. I will <laughs> get it done. Do I always get it done? Yes. Stop micromanaging me. It will get done. You will like it, like you always do. Shut up. Um, that that's just, yeah. <laughs> and I think more people are getting to that because, especially when it's like technology and stuff, it's like if you knew how to do it, do it then. Do it yourself. If you want to hire me to do it, let me do it. You know, and and the way that I work kind of is like a, I come in as like a one man kind of shop for you know marketing kind of thing. So it's like you, you obviously hired me to do all this stuff, and a lot of it works in conjunction with each other. So you want to let me, you know, you want to let me build the puzzle. Give me the goddamn pieces and leave me alone and let me build the puzzle, people. Okay, you know that's what I say. Well, thank you, Austin, so much. I enjoyed you coming on. Um, you want to hang out for another segment, or you want to go? I know you're. I know you're in the middle of a gym session right now. He was in the middle of a run and he stopped yeah. to chat with us. <laughs> we appreciate you. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I, I probably should bounce here, and I have a. Um, I need a shower, and then I'm going to like a Halloween party oh, yeah, in like a couple hours. Yeah, we're going to a quality event on the strip later this evening ourselves. So, all right, Austin, we'll call us anytime. I love when you. We'll, we'll call you and leave you a drunk yeah. voicemail like uh, you did. Oh, us. Okay. Always good to hear from you, buddy. Come on the show anytime you want. Man. <laughs> yeah, come, of come visit us in Vegas anytime. We got a room for you here. I'm. I'm planning on. Um, I'm. I'm thinking. I'm going to be out there in December. So uh, I'll keep you guys posted. All right, all right, all right. All right, well, you got Austin from San Diego, and this is the Dr. Ever Project. We're going to take a break, but we'll be right back. All right, thanks, guys. Bye, everybody. Since we're talking about shooting people, uh, unfortunately, that happens way too much in this country. Um, do you remember this Kyle Rittenhouse character that was in Wisconsin and he shot some protesters during the like Black Lives Matter riots and things like that that were happening? Say that again? I couldn't hear you. Do you remember Kyle Rittenhouse? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, the guy that shot some rioters. You couldn't hear me, really? Was it an audio issue? No, it was like I heard it. I heard what you said, but I didn't it didn't formulate it in my no, no, brain. No. I was, was trying I mumbling? to when you no when you said the name, I was I was I kind of spaced <laughs> oh, out. I was like, who is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember. Yeah. Sorry, I should have put it on the monitor. My no, no, bad. you're fine. I was. You know when you when you said, "Do you know?" and I, I thought I was thinking of the name, and you. I mean, I there's so many shooters. I mean, there's just so many of them. Like the other guy, uh, the other Nicholas Cruz shooter from the Florida shooting. I mean, honestly, he, like, let me finish. This. He, he was just look, just brought up. He was literally just in court like a couple days ago. Oh, I'm so sorry. If I could go back, I would do it all over and make. I would do everything I could to change and help people. I blame it on our country and the way everything is and marijuana and rap music. They were literally just throwing thing, anything out there that would stick to the wall. And then you got this guy right here, Kyle Rittenhouse. The story is the judge is not allowing. The judge is not allowing the prosecutors to call the people that this guy shot mm -hmm. victims, but they can call them looters and rioters. Mm -hmm. And people were kind of up in arms about this, and I kind of see 
different points of it because, I mean, they could be victims of circumstance, you know, like they were just there. You know, but they could also be victims of Kyle Rittenhouse, see what I'm saying? So I yeah. feel like it's like a context here, and by doing that, you're you're splitting hairs, and and if you're not, if you're gonna split hairs that way, then you should be splitting hairs the other way and not letting them call them looters and rioters either. See what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. I feel like if you're gonna give, if you're gonna be you know picky about one, be picky about the other. But I mean, do these things even matter? Like these these labels in these these labels and things that come out about these cases? Like everybody knows what happened. Everybody sees it on the news. Like. Does that really matter, do you think, to a jury in a case? Mm -hmm. Or not? I think it does. I think it does matter. I think it, I mean... What's your thoughts? I think if you could say it's his victims, that's like maybe... Because that's saying he's guilty already. See what I'm saying? So I could see why you don't, wouldn't want to say Kyle, the victims of Kyle Rittenhouse, even though there's videos of him shooting the guy, but you're not, you're supposed to be presumed innocent until proven guilty, right? Yeah. So I see that part. But then again, if there's a video showing him shooting him, I don't know. It just seems kind of silly to me. And we're splitting hairs over this instead of getting down to the real brass tacks here that this kid was walking around with a gun and shot people in the streets that were... Maybe they were rioting, but you just can't go around shooting people in the streets. I mean, you mm -hmm. just can't. Are you are you distracted over there? No, are you having a busy I'm day? No, I'm listening. I'm just doing an email. But That's I'm, okay. Yeah, my, no, my, my, my biggest thing sweet. is like I, with those like the, the, the shootings and stuff. Like it's not really my like my focus. I don't. I know like like even with um, what was that couple that you were discussing last week? Oh, See, I don't even know the name. Brian Laundry and Gabby Laundrie. Petito. That doesn't. I don't know. That stuff just doesn't interest me. I feel like there's so much of that going on. And then when uh -huh. stuff like that gets like put in the news, it just doesn't hold my interest too much. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying on that. Mm -hmm. Well, how about this? Let's get to some Halloween news. I like Halloween. So New York School District is banning Squid Games costumes, oh, okay? Oh, please. How re-fucking-diculous. Okay, let's... How about... And you know what? They have goddamn masks on in the thing. Like, it, it would at least get kids to wear masks for Halloween Day, at least. Oh, come on, get it together. <laughs> that is true. I was like, at least find a costume where kids can wear a mask. <laughs> pick, your, pick your battles, people. Pick your battles. All right. Well, I got a, another story I'm going to share with you. So I'm going to take a break, and we're going to get to the latest TikTok video of the week Let's right here it. on the Dr. Ever Project. We'll be right back. Bill Haley and his comments. One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. 10, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, rock, we're gonna rock around the clock tonight, but it's that right, so join me home. Well, on America's latest TikTok viral sensation, you got an Amazon Prime delivery driver and a white girl in a black dress with blonde hair, no shoes on, stepping out of the back of the van in a not-so-good-looking neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> This is just hilarious, okay? Um, it, it's like, uh, struck neighbors and onlookers suspiciously as woman steps out of mysterious Amazon van. People question what was going on. <laughs> uh, the woman just walks away shoeless, leaving everyone who's seen the video wondering what was going on in that van. It's impossible to say for sure what went down, but most TikTokers are convinced 
whatever it was. It was all rated. <laughs> okay, see, that's good. I love that. That's, that's a good one. That's a good one indeed. All right, what else we got? All right, what let's get in some got? pop news. What'd you text me over here? Let's oh, that's, see. The, that's that, the picture. Oh, is that it? Okay, This okay. is Hollywood, the most famous and most glamorous place in the world. It's a place of dreams, hopes, and riches, and its streets are filled with the studios, homes, and landmarks that are monuments to its greatness. Let's go Hollywood backstage and see this unique and fascinating place called Hollywood. What does Hollywood look like? Well, starting from Hollywood and Vine, you're within walking distance of the famous Capitol Tower. It looks like a stack of records. There's the Hollywood Bowl, where you can enjoy the finest music in the world, under the stars and next to the stars. Then there's the studios that are the heart of this motion picture world. And these are just... So it looks like they're going to do a Legally Blonde 3? You Ooh. think that's possible? I mean, yeah, you could just switch. I don't. Is it going to be Reese Witherspoon? That's going to do it. It says it is. I mean, honestly, she's looking pretty good. Let's so she's, she's one right. of those. She's one of those women that are pretty ageless. So, but it could uh, it could work. I hope it doesn't ruin it because I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of a fan of that movie. It says we don't object. Legally Blonde three is in the works, and Reese Witherspoon is set to return. Oh, that's fun. so. I mean, it, they're gonna have a little dog and everything. I mean, I know right now she's doing the morning show. Yeah, she's got to play fool. I'll give you that. Right she is right now. Where are, you, where are you going? And Reese gave an update on the highly anticipated third installment of Legally Blonde, which is being co-written by Mindy Kaling and Dan Gore. I don't know why Legally I dislike Blonde Mindy 3, Kaling we know it's so in the works. much. Have you? I just I just don't find her at all entertaining, fascinating. Well, you don't you don't find like her entertaining all. as an actress. Like nothing um, about her do but I. But her find ability to produce and write movies is I mean it's just has a proven. Oh yeah, maybe I like her stuff she writes. I guess. Yeah. But I don't like you know. I mean, not every actor or actress you know comes across to everybody. I mean, yeah. That's no, why no, 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 no. Yeah, like, like I like um um. Like Whoopi Goldberg, I love Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, and I mean, and Bill I, Murray. I like Whoopi, but I don't find her to be one of my favorites. Yeah, but I see what you're saying. I mean, everybody had pick and chooses like who yeah. they like and don't like. Well, I know some people you do like. You got for me this season of a thousand pound sisters. I am oh, I the do love these thousand pound sisters. Are they back? It says. It's in a way so apparently, Thousand Pound Sister in season three, yes. fans are done with Tammy Stelton after seeing the preview of the season. So apparently, fans have been waiting in anticipation for the Thousand Pound Sister season three for months. And recently, TLC dropped the first trailer. And viewers, let's see, the dog distracted me. And viewers have plenty of strong reactions. Okay, so I don't want to spoil it, but season three looks like it's gonna be up soon. So I'm I mean, very I kind of like what they did with season two. I mean, they kind of they didn't like shy away from COVID. That was something they kind of oh here it is right here straightforward. Oh, this is it. I didn't even know I was watching. Okay, here it is. Are you okay with him working out of your life? If you're under 300 pounds, why can't I just be happy for once? Answer me this. Are you engaged? I hope to God it's really not true. Everybody say whiskey. Whiskey. We're going on a family vacation, y'all. So it looks like it's going to be interesting. It looks like they're definitely trying to um, make it more entertaining and take them places and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously the show has resonated with, with viewers because... 
Um, it was supposed to just be a weight loss show, then it kind of became its own series. Um, and to be honest with you, they're funny. I, I find oh, yeah, them, they're hilarious. I find them pretty uh, amusing to watch. They have... and, and I think it's they're real. Yeah, they're, they're definitely real. There's not really real. too much sugarcoating going on for the show. So um, I, I like it. I personally like it. They had that YouTube channel first, so I guess they got found maybe on YouTube, and then I bet their YouTube channel has blown up too since now, since then. I'm sure it has. I'm sure it has. Well, speaking of dogs, since Odie Monster is now awake from the couch in his bed. And it is. You know what? I, I love bringing the dog into the studio. I'm glad you I do. Just get, I just get a little nervous because there's cords everywhere, uh -huh. and then... He distracts me. Yeah. But it's okay. It's not as... When it's just me and you in here, it's not as bad. Well, speaking about dogs and things that make me cry... Do you remember Clifford the Big Red Dog? I do. They're remaking it, and it is adorable. You may not believe it, but there is magic all around us. There are times it can be hard to find. Did you bring your garbage to school? But sometimes, stuff the magic finds us. Look at you. Uncle Casey, so cute. And so red. How big is he gonna get? That depends, doesn't it? On what? On how much you love him. <laughs> oh my god, I'm a crap. Big and strong. And the world could nervous. Oh, adorable. Oh my god, it's the cutest little thing. Okay, I can't. You don't like to watch trailers, so I don't like to spoil it. Mm -hmm. So, alright, let's just... Getting something that's not gonna make me cry as much. Let's talk about how the governor got into a car crash, okay? KBUT, The Butt, New Las Vegas Radio. This is the Doctor Who Ever Project. Stand by. Alright, so it looks like the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police have released footage of the governor's car crash. So, um, Governor Steve Sisolak um, got into a car accident. He's 67 years old. He did look a little shaken. See, do I have actually have video of it? Oh, I do. Does he have audio? What does it sound like? There, there's a little bit of audio. Let's see what we got. Let's see what we got. It was fine. So, it, it hit you head on? It hit me on the left front. And it spun you through the intersection over the year. And they were coming northbound. Correct. On yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are you okay? Yeah. Do you want to go to the hospital? I don't think that I don't know. I'm thinking, but I don't know. You can always go after. Yeah. Because you're, you're going to be hurting after this. I mean, right now, you're in a little, you have adrenaline in you. Yeah. But after the adrenaline wears off, you're going to be in pain. But it's going to end up being a whole media circus. Yes, it is. But that's why we have sergeants coming out and watch commander coming out to handle it that way. Okay. Um, do you want to sit in your protections car in the meantime? 
I think you should sit in, you, you should sit in the car. Okay. Yeah, we'll pull up over here. All right, so he got to a car crash. You know, it happens. But he did, he did look a little shaken, but he's, you know, a 67-year-old man. He probably is shaken. The car looked fucked up. I mean, that was his car, right? The big one? Yeah. That was smashed. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's lucky he walked away like he did. So, you know, hope you get better soon, Mr. Governor. I have no problem with you whatsoever. So, you know, glad you're well. Glad you are doing well. You got anything you want to throw out today, Jesse? Yeah, I've, honestly, like, um... I know people have so many issues with like governors, um, not just particularly just in this state, but in like so many states. But like just thinking of like how to manage like COVID, oh like God, yeah. like if you if you take yourself back to time COVID started in March and April, and without all the retrospectives you have now, and trying to try and create policy for your state for businesses, keep people safe, um, and trying to manage all that. I would not want to be in that position to have to deal oh God, with no. uh, an epidemic that you have no idea, you know, what was causing it. If mass at the time, if do mass work, and you know, is there a cure around the horizon? Um, what to do? I feel like so many governors are taking such a beating for their handling from COVID. But you really got to put yourself in that position. Like these people aren't epidemiologists or don't have a degree in medicine. They did their best to to take the information that they had. Uh, and that this is for governors that actually did use, you know, research from, you know, from doctors, the people that actually were educated in this and making like policy decisions. I just, I feel bad for them. And, oh and, yeah, I mean, it's and hard. I think our, yeah, I think our governor here in, in Nevada, Governor Sisolak did an amazing job. You got to stand um, strong. You got to mean what you say. Yeah. Say and, what you mean and, I did, and stick to it. And I can say like from our own personal experience, I saw the difference when, you know, you know, you were told, oh, you can wear a mask. And then when it was actually mandated, the amount of people that everybody just complied and did what was needed to be done. And we saw the numbers drop in Clark County. And now we're open and, and literally life is almost back to normal. Yeah. To, I mean, from, it, in my opinion, it is. And, it, and at this point, you know what I mean? It's no longer, you know, the policymakers that are, are responsible for what's going on with COVID because there's there's a cure. There's a vaccine out there. You know what I mean? There's even a booster for, for that. So, I mean, it solely relies on, you know, Americans to do the right thing, whether or not they do or not. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of Gordon Sisolak, and I'm I'm definitely supporting his his reelection bid in 2022. So go Governor Sisolak. Yeah, I mean, I think he did a great job. I mean, anything's better than that idiot mayor that we had. Like, the, she came came on in the very beginning, and then kind of went away. She was interesting. Um, uh, the mayor of Las Vegas. I guess I guess she's she's still the mayor. I, she hasn't shown her face since then. But anyway, it is Vegas, and we're back open, and it's Halloween, right, Jesse? Yeah, it is. And um, there's some cool stuff to do here in Nevada for Halloween. Um, so we're going to get in some local Las Vegas news and tell you about some cool Halloween stuff and then get into a fun Halloween movie list. Okay, Jesse? Let's do well, it. Just another effing list. Yes, just, just another, another effing list. list. All right, but we'll be right back. This is the Dr. Rapper Project. Well, if you want something really interesting to do on Halloween, we got Rail Explorers attractions. So I know we went out and did some hiking at like that, what was it like the, what was it called, like the Lost Trails or the 
train tracks trails or something. It had some cool name. I Where? What it's which one are you talking about? When, when we went, Lake Mead? When we walked like the rail track. Yeah, that was uh, uh, the old railroad tracks in Lake Mead. Yeah. So apparently there are areas down there where you can do a Halloween rail ride where you get on one of those rail cars and you can wear your costume and they're doing costume contacts. So um, between October 28th, which is today, and October 31st, between 3.30, 7.30, you can go out to State Railroad Museum in Boulder City, take one of their uh, ride passes and put on your Halloween costume, Snapchat it, TikTok it, Instagram it, put it on the gram, whatever you need to do to make yourself feel amazing for Halloween. And maybe you could win a prize too. <laughs> that sounds kind of fun actually. I mean, that's one of those things that sounds fun to me. You know, but it looks like it would be a lot of effort to do. Like, you gotta go and buy a ticket. You know me and, like, stuff like that that takes, like, yeah. a whole lot of stuff, a whole lot of steps, and then what, for, like, a 20-minute ride? Eh, you know. Yeah. If it takes longer to prepare for than the thing for me, like, it's just... And, and not, honestly, you know, it probably it. would. It probably would. It probably would. Well, we got some uh, Halloween food news! So, um, next time you're at Starbucks, Jesse, Ask them for a child's play or a or the bride of bride of Chucky drink. Let me try that again. Child's play or bride of Chucky drink. Interesting. Why does it sound like there's gonna be like a crap load of sugar in that? Thank you. I was I didn't want to say it, but I was like, you or know, there's gonna, gonna have be like a, a thousand. Or there's calories. gonna be some like like pomegranate like uh, blood or blood something. red uh, concentrate in this drink and like one of those like candy corn those nasty candy corn things uh, that nobody eats like as a one, garnish that's literally one candy that i just cannot stand and i've tried many a times because it's in theme of halloween it just tastes gross they just need to stop making that i don't know who, they do. which company makes those that candy but i i cannot stand that it is kind of it is kind of and i've nasty. never met anybody that likes it so I, I don't know how they're surviving i don't know if people are just buying it for decorations at this point uh, but yeah it's just Stop. Needs to stop, indeed. Well, I got a list of the most watched kids' movies per state for these Halloween movies. And some of the ones are Hocus Pocus, Beetlejuice, Ghostbusters, The Witches, that new remake that, that was really good. Disney Plus, check it out. Um, Scooby Doo, E.T., Halloween Town, Leo. Leo said there's four Halloween towns, Jesse. Four. Really? You shouldn't be able to make a movie with more than two sequels. That's it. Uh, Coraline. Is that even Halloween? Gremlins. Hotel Transylvania. The Addams Family. And Coco. You love Coco. I do like some Coco. Alright, let's see. Alright, we'll get to this list here in a second. We'll be right back. Wow. Just another FN list. This is kind of lame, I'm not gonna lie. So like for California, Nevada, Arizona, and Utah, they say the most popular movie is Coraline. That creepy movie with like the doll and she kind of like, she gets turned into a doll and goes into some like alternative reality. I don't know. I can't I even know. say I've seen that. You haven't seen it? It's okay. It's like a Tim Burton's, it's very Nightmare Before Christmas like. Are you trying to knock down cords, dog? What are you trying to do? Yeah, Just see, don't let him... See, you know, I can bring him over here on my side. That way. He's fine. He's he, he's, he decided to go to the one area with the highest density of cords He loves possible. trying to go through there. 
See what's North Carolina? <laughs> North Carolina Scooby Doo. Okay, I can get on. I can get on with that. Like, what about Beetlejuice? The only state that likes Beetlejuice is Arkansas and South Dakota. All right, what about California? Because that's my home state originally. So. See, California is uh, Coraline too. Like, really? Yeah. Like, I don't. I don't who, like, who did this? Who, this is like all over. The like list is mostly like Coraline. It's not very. Nah, is this is this uh, marketing? The lady, that, the lady that wrote it is, her name is Caroline. Is she a so, producer from Coraline? <laughs> no, no. Does she have stock in the production company? I'm not going to lie, this list this. is kind of lame. Because there was I, another I'm list. I'm not buying that list. There was another list I was going to do. Wow, just another. And I thought this list was lame, too. You're telling me for a Halloween list there's not like Jason or Freddy Krueger? Well, this that was or, for kids. Oh, for but then kids. there's another list I had, and it was the list of the 10 banned Halloween movies. Since when is Halloween for kids? Well, it's, it's like this list, too. These aren't even banned movies. The first one is Clockwork Orange. I've hey, seen, like, all of these. Can we say, like, uh, like our generation and Gen, Z, Gen Y or Gen Z, whatever it is, has taken over Halloween? It's no longer, like, a kid holiday. Adults have literally sure. just made it into their holiday. Like, you kids cannot get this back. It is just, it's ours now. Yeah, I know. I mean... I think it's a good idea that we've taken it over as adults and we just let the kids kind of get their candy and then they get older and they can start enjoying it more because that's all the kids care about anyways the candy. Parents have finally decided this is that time where we can, you know I told you about my parents' friends that are Asian? Mm-hmm. Whenever they would have like birthday parties for their kids, it was more of a party for the adults. Like it, well, they didn't have it at Chuck E. Cheese. They had it at their house and they had a nice bar and DJ so and food. Poop in the corner now. Oh my god, the dog is <laughs> taking a shit right there. I'm gonna kill this dog one day. Alright, well Mr. Jesse's gonna pick up some poop, unfortunately. <laughs> we're gonna well, kill I mean, this, a, we're gonna this, kill a dog and is, we'll come right back, this okay? This is life when you do have a dog, Gavin. Jesse. He'll never say his real name on air. But listen. He's our Ivy League educated Latinx political expert and way overqualified for this podcast. Never know what is going to happen on this show. Well, while uh, Jesse's dealing with that, I'm going to get into this story that I want to get into anyway. Um, So let's take a break and we're going to talk about uh, this Texas state representative. He claims that marriage equality in his state, it's just not real. Like, you know, the Supreme Court, all those rulings, they don't matter. Texas law trumps that. We'll see what they have to say. We'll be right back. We're going to make it through this show, Jesse. We are going to make it through. 
I just had to take another little Mr. Smokey, Mr. Smokey break because it stinks in here yeah, too. I opened like the window. Hope that, here. I hope Thanks. that airplane. I really appreciate that. I'm going to light some candle. Bring a candle up in here. <laughs> Nasty dog. What are you, what are you eating? Mr. Odie, you're so precious. I mean, I feel like um, he he refuses to poop outside now. It's like, you know, what I mean, I've, she's like, I've seen you guys poop inside. I'm doing the same thing. If it's he's good just, enough for you, it's good enough for me. I'm, I mean, I guess we're lucky he's still alive and yeah, not great. wearing diapers or something. I mean, my honestly, I think most of our, most of our listeners who have like a dog would agree. You'd rather them poop on the carpet than pee on the carpet. At oh, least God, poop. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's 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 solid. I mean, you can pick it up and kind of just wipe the carpet. When you gotta pee, you gotta you know get the napkins, you gotta soak it all up, then you gotta spray, then you gotta like let that sit, then you gotta clean that up. It's just uh, it's just a process. I, I dread it just thinking about it. At least I mean the poop stinks, but at least yeah, I mean it's easier to manage. So yeah, but but our our little Odie monster has definitely been uh, been going number two inside the house at a frequent pace. Um, and it just is what it is. I mean, that's a senior dog, and it is. we love him, so it's what It'll be do. all right. We will move on. We'll just pick it up, right, Mr. Odie? <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, here, let me get in this story. All right, we'll be right back. Let me get in this story. All right, so this representative, James White, um... And his last name kind of says it all. Last name, um, sorry, James White, last name White. Um, he, I think, is the only black Republican from District 19. This is in Southeast Texas. And he is voting along with all the Republicans for the voter suppression that they want to do down there. And uh, I think it's the Houston area, right? Yeah, Houston. So um, this guy is in the news for that. And when I pulled him up, actually, I actually pulled up an article as well entitled Texas Lawmaker Representative James White Argues Same-Sex Marriage is Still Illegal in the State of Texas. Texas um, is so backwards. And I know you like the Lincoln Project. Who, who runs the Lincoln Project again? The so Lincoln Project was originally a Republican um, consulting not consulting from their pack. Okay. Uh, and they usually run ads against Democrats, but you know, over you know the Trump administration, they actually started doing ads against Republicans and radical Trumpism. Uh, but they have some of the best political ads in the game. Uh, so Lincoln Project, you don't want to be on their bad side because they're very effective at their messaging and their imagery uh, in a lot of the ads that they do. Let's see what they got actually. Since you're. Um, we got a, this is one day ago, it's entitled Ungrateful, and it's 31 seconds, let's see what it is. Oh, Donald, it's happening again. You made Glenn Youngkin. President Trump endorsed me the next day. Without you, he was nothing. You gave him power. And I thanked him for it. That's why Glenn Youngkin has banned you from coming to Virginia. He used you. He thinks you're a loser, and you'll make him one, too. You are not welcome. He's embarrassed of you. He wants you to stay away. Not invited. Far away. Loser. Glenn Youngkin, just another rhino stabbing you in the back. The Lincoln Project paid for and well, is responsible kind of for the content of this advertisement. I'm telling you, are they not good? Like, I would literally rewind it to just to watch it again. They have the most effective political ads in the game, and they know they know strategically How's what they're doing. election review go? Turn that on. Okay. I mean, they so in Virginia, I mean, the, the Republican governor nominee, 
uh, is wants doesn't want Trump to come to the state because you know it has the ability to mobilize Democrat voters, which they're trying to suppress, and so they're they're literally. You know, trying to beg him not to come. No, the they're trying to get president. him to come. Oh, they want him to come, oh, yeah. so he actually it's does happened. it. And so, okay, here, here it is. Here it is. You made Glenn Youngkin. President Trump endorsed me the next day. Without you, he was nothing. You gave him power. And I thanked him for it. That's why Glenn Youngkin has banned you from coming to Virginia. He used you. He thinks you're a loser, and you'll make him one too. I love the you are not welcome. He's embarrassed of you. He wants you to stay away. Not invited. <laughs> away. Loser. Glenn Youngkin. Just another rhino stabbing you in the back. Ashamed of you. The project paid for I didn't hear all the whispers. Yeah, the so they want. Right. They, they know Trump is going to see this ad because you know he's narcissistic. That's good. And he's like, "Fuck that! I'm going. I'm going to the state. You That's know, hilarious. ain't going keeping me out of that state." Oh god. And I think I saw a tweet. Oh, god. I'm not being very good with my my board over here today. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have taken that. <laughs> a little extra smoke for the show. All right, well, let's get back into what I was talking about by James White. Representative James White. Okay, so he wrote this open letter to the state's attorney asking clarification. So he wrote to the U.S. Supreme Court, Jesse, saying, I don't understand. Gay marriage? We can't have gay marriage in Texas. What's going on? It's already in Texas. It's the Constitution. It's const not the Constitution. The Supreme Court is, is already passed. Well, not according to this gentleman, Jesse, I'm saying. He says no. <laughs> so what do we got anyway? What are we gonna do with that guy? I'm not gonna lie, I don't know how to make that stop. There we go. Um, so what are we gonna do with that guy? Um, it looks like they put out a tweet, the Lincoln Project, right? Mm -hmm. So let's get that tweet from the Lincoln Project. I'll let you read it. I think you have it over there. Can you read it for us in a second? Do I have the Lincoln Project? I send it to you, but I'll do it if you don't I have, have it. I have the text. Are you talking about the Advocate article? I got it. Alright, so the Lincoln Project, they did come out with a tweet, tweet, tweet. Um, marriage equality is the law of the land, except in Texas, argues the GOP. Legislative leaders in Texas issued an opinion stating legalized gay marriage shouldn't be permitted in the Lone Star State because they feel, feel state law trumps the SCOTUS ruling in Oberfield versus Hodge. Did I say that right? O Oberg? O-B-E-R-G? Oberfield versus Hodge. So, I mean... Explain that in a little bit more modern day terms. Basically, what? Texas has no standing on this? Is that right? I mean, it's, it's a law of the land. I mean, they're, they're, they're kind of, you know what it's happened is, um, so with, with Roe v. Wade being the law of the land with, you know, abortion rights, and, you know, Texas was able to find some legislation to where they were able to pass it through their conservative, you know, houses in mm -hmm. the state. And they, they feel like they're emboldened now to now change laws of the land to fit Texas ideology, or the Texas Republican ideology of what should be the law of the land. But what they're doing is going against the United States and what the people have chosen uh, for their, you know, their laws. I mean, in So we're Texas just picking and choosing, like, again, this is not the Bible, people. I know you people like to pick and choose this and that from the Bible and you know all these religious texts to meet their needs, but these are laws 
you don't you can't pick and choose, right? You know. Well, what the thing is also is so Texas also feels emboldened with having a Supreme Court that's majority conservative, and this is why I tell people all the time elections matter. You know, if Hillary Clinton would have became president, she would have appointed two uh, liberal you know judges to the Supreme Court. But with Donald Trump's election, he was able to have long-lasting change. The people he uh, appointed to the Supreme Court were in their you know late 40s, early 50s. They're going to be making laws and and ruling on decisions of the land for the next you know 30, 40 years. That's true. Um, unfortunately, so so now that the Supreme Court has decided to take up Roe v. Wade or a part of Roe v. Wade, you know Texas is now saying we don't we don't agree with we didn't agree with abortion, and you know we're getting some some headways. You know, we also don't like the gays either. So let's see if we can do something about gay marriage and take that to the Supreme Court also. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, just Texas has become its own, wants to become its own country and it thinks it can kind of just, you know, do what it wants to do. But, I mean, the hammer needs to be dropped and, you know, but, but it's kind of scary when there is, you know, an overwhelmingly majority on the Supreme Court right now. There's, who's to say what's going to happen? I agree. You never I mean, really know. I mean, we could... We could have this transformation or change in this country where we where we get all these things and people people get some helping hands that they've never had before, and then people could have so many of their like civil rights taken away that they've been used to for so long in this country, all because of a few idiots on the Supreme Court and one state that wants to cause problems and spread their outdated message across the rest of the country and. I just think most people, most people are, are saying no to that, and are, and I think a lot of people's eyes have been open to to that this is happening, and that whole underworld thing that people talk about, it is really happening. But the underworld that is happening is these conservatives and these religious people with money trying to take away your new freedoms and your new rights. How long have women been able to vote? Not long. How long have you and I been able to be married? Not long. How many of a lot of these things like have been happening? Like this thing that's about getting free daycare possibly. Like you don't even have that yet. And they might come in and take it away, you know? Who knows? So don't get too comfortable with the freedoms you have. Always wonder if you could be that person whose head gets chopped off like in Afghanistan for play playing volleyball. It could come here, you never know. So be careful, go out and vote, read those ballots, read that news, and listen when people talk to you, pick it apart, and try to understand it. I mean, so then I, you can, can tell someone it, can else. I, can I put this on a micro level too? I know a lot of people don't get involved so much in like, you know, local elections. Like, put all those people in Texas right now that are state senators, state assemblymen, um, these are small local races that that after time, I mean, if you have enough conservative people or enough liberal people, you have the ability to influence what happens in your state. So, you know, just the presidential elections and your big Senate races or governor races, those are those are very important uh, races to follow. But it really boils down to also local state elections because those those state officials have the ability to do so much within your own state. And we're seeing that laid out you know as a case here in texas with you know roe v wade and now you know gay marriage 
Um, the little people, pieces to the puzzle also matter. Yeah, democracy only works when people play their part. You know what I mean? And you know, that's why I decided say, you know, I was going to get involved. Yeah, you know, I, I can sit here and run my mouth, and I run my mouth to you, and I run my mouth to everybody else. So you know, I have opinions, and I'm going to actually put my opinions out there and do something with them instead of you know posting on social media and bitching to people. Yeah, uh, and, you know. And, and my role has always been mobilizing, mobilizing the base, and and pulling back the curtain to elections and what democracy looks like and, and how you can actually play a part like everybody you see that runs for office is a normal everyday joe or yep. jane i think we're just, seeing that you know, more with these idiots to, marjorie taylor green yeah, and people I mean, like that i mean so Ed, it's it's it needs we need to demystify the complexity of what an election like the person is. you like, work for and, and, i'm not gonna say who even yeah, and, gender and, or anything but you know very nice person Real person, flesh and blood, drinks water and eats food and likes to, you know, go see a movie and go to the park on a weekend and, you know, take their kids to a nice dinner on their birthday. These people are not much different than you and I. They just have gained some uh, notoriety and some likability and want to try to help those people that they care about and that they can see within themselves or that they can see could be like them if given some kind of a helping hand. And I thank people like that because a lot of times those people could go out and do something to make a lot more money, but um, they choose to go into a public service or sometimes they choose to stay in public service instead of leaving and going to write a book or something like that. They keep and they stay in it. Like Joe Biden, he stayed in it. Through the ups and the downs and the yeses and the noes and the impeachments and the trials and everything and the blowjobs and everything. The birtherism, the Trump, all of it. He, he stayed in it and he just kind of, he's like you. He's like you, he's just positive. There's the sunglasses on, just like, ugh, happy. <laughs> well, that's good, you know, stay positive. We should all be more like Biden and Jesse over there. Um, can I get in some sports news? Yeah, let's do some sports All right, news. Let's get into sports news. We'll be right back. This is the Doctor Whoever Project. You've got to learn to be able to put the ball in your hands. Your hands are what makes it possible. Your shoulder pads are hard and stiff. You know, we had a goal and we had a dream. It's a pretty special feeling. It's a dream come true. And it is. Uh, <laughs> that's that's kind of that's gay, but... Feasting hit it off of a Detroit player. No, no, it is. Here's a disparity in the call. They're going to give the ball to Detroit. Bird steals it. Johnson, All right, we got some hockey news coming off. Hockey, that's black sport I don't know much about. Like yeah. hockey and, and soccer, mm, a little over my head. You know, Dr. Rever Sports News is never really about the sports. <laughs> I thought no, people turn in for our sports commentary. <laughs> I know, we should have like Austin come on and do like sports scores or something like that. <laughs> so we got this. We want to play. We just can't wait to play. Feels great. Bye bye. One left to play. One left to play. Doesn't matter what the odds are. It's really hard work. See ball, get ball. Same approach. That's pretty simple. You know how I do it, Tina. All right, all right. All right, I'm doing it. And with that, he also said, he just goes off the feel of the game, just like he does with interviews, I guess. 
Alright, so what we've got, so hockey news, Jesse. As always, Dr. Ever Sports News is diving you into a little bit deeper of, you know, the news in sports. Not who won the game, not who tied, not who got hurt, but um, we've got this player. He's the number 11 overall pick, and... That was even in there. Yet it may cause a slight tingling sensation. Get ready to feel something. This is Doctor Whoever. I really forgot that was even in there. Alright, so number 11 pick, Kyle Beach. Looks like he's a player on the Blackhawks team, and he is also John Doe in this sexual assault case on a coach, I guess, from back in 2010, Jesse. So, um, this guy actually just came out and admitted, hey, I'm, you know, I'm a famous player, but he was like, you know, I saw an interview, he was like kind of crying and he was a little upset, but um, Kyle Beach just came out and admitted that he is John Doe in the Blackhawks investigation. Um, And he said the experience changed him forever, but he wanted to come out and, you know, it's, it's like the, 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 the Carl Nab, you know, coming out as gay, you know, people come out and say they have a parent that's transgender or something like, it's difficult no matter what you're going through when you have these, all these eyeballs on you. And it's about making that decision with yourself. Am I going to share my story to let it help other people? And a lot of times with these people, it's going to come out anyway. So I think it's in their best interest to get it out there and put it out there in their own words. Um, but it takes a lot of courage to get up there and say that. I didn't read all the details about the sexual assault. Um, I don't really want to hear all that, to be honest. But um, looks like the sta- that statement from the Blackhawks also came out, too. And they said they wanted to acknowledge and commend Kyle. Um, Kyle Beach for his courage in coming forward. And the organization is, wants to do everything they can to make it better and to protect their players and staff from predatory behavior. So, um, you know, coming off of the Raiders issue, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, with that guy, I guess, uh, you know, it's, it's good, you know, it's good to see a sports team, um, you know, standing behind their player with something like that that's definitely controversial. Um, that's always good in my book. You want to wrap it up? We got anything else to talk about today? No, I think we kind of hit on a lot of good times. This was a really good show and it was kind of cool to hear from Austin. Yeah, I mean, I miss Mr. Austin. Yeah, Austin was literally the best uh, roommate a person could have. Um, great personality, always in a good mood. Fun to drink with. <laughs> That's for sure. I miss our little jack-in-the-box, you know. Three I've never by, seen somebody you know, eat so many jack-in-the-box. Our, our six-block run to jack-in-the-box from our, from our apartment in Hillcrest, uh, which was amazing. And his, his desire to always to break into apartment buildings to jump into their pools. Yes. <laughs> he has this obsession with jack-in-the-box burgers and swimming pools. Well, um, I got some I got some Queen news real quick, if I can do that. Queen uh, the Queen band Queen or Kevin. Queen Elizabeth? Queen Elizabeth. So, I guess she's not doing too well. Says the, um, the queen is going to have to step back from some of her official duties 
because of some health concerns right now. She's old anyway. I mean, my God, how old is she? Like 90? This might be the smallest palace I've ever been. I have no idea how old she is. 95. Britain's head of state, 95. She actually canceled a trip to Northern Ireland on October 20th, and she was seen walking with a cane, which she never does. Jesse, never. You know I love the Queen. Okay. And I guess she's not going to go to this meeting um, that Joe Biden is going to be going to also that he's heading to right now. So she's going to miss that. Well, she will be missed. I mean, she doesn't do anything, but it's just kind of, she's cool. I like her. Um, here she is. Check her out on The Prince on HBO. <laughs> the show is so good. And in other Royals news, we got the Japanese princess. She's going to marry a commoner, Jesse, and just give away her title. Interesting. It Prin seems to be the trend now. Yeah, Princess Makeo, Makeo, Mako, and Kei, I guess this is his name. Yeah. Their story has K-E-I, I don't know, Princess, the Princess and the Commoner. We'll just say that. Their story has <laughs> drawn lots of attention because she's about to um, lose the crown to the oldest monarchy in the world, Jesse. Oh, no. And just marry this guy, but you know, love is love, right? Love is love. I mean, I think, I think a lot of people, I think, seem like uh, uh, Harry and um, what's his what's his wife's name? Megan. Megan Merkel. Wait, that's the other one. Is I don't know. I forget. No, that's right. That's it? right. Okay. Harry and, and Megan. Oh yeah, Harry um, and Megan. Yes. They've seen them kind of transition to stepping away from. From Harry stepping away from the role of, of prince and kind of doing more of a, a normal traditional life and I think for a lot of people that may be less stress on them than having to go through those royal norms that are required of them and you know and if you, and if you can bring some money with you that makes the transition a whole lot easier because oh, you know these people aren't just you know leaving with you know nothing no. in their bank account even when they like, say you're not you, getting and, anything other than your trust fund yeah and, and you know they're not just leaving and getting excited about $17 minimum wage at Costco like we right. are yeah I mean so there's 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 some kind of if I actually to, had to go to, do that I would be a little bit depressed but it's yeah. nice knowing it's nice knowing that there's a job out there that you can just like go do and yeah. be overqualified for and still make 70 yeah, yeah I mean I, I'm just I'm just throwing it out there because it's kind of I know it's I kind know of cool saying. that I mean that trend is going towards more of a livable wage um, but I mean I think that people are moving towards more more commonality and the whole royalness eventually I'm sorry to say it's going to fade away it's just it just will the monarchy is is a dying thing oh yeah and it's just the people in England or a few other countries that have decided to keep that relevant I was thinking uh, about this the other day um because like okay so my parents friends that are Asians I was speaking of earlier those children that would have the birthday parties those uh those girls are now adults that are my sister's age mm -hmm. each one of them is either engaged, married to, or dating a person that is my color, Caucasian, and they are Asian. Yeah. And you are Mexican, I am Caucasian. Your brother is Mexican, dating a... White person. It's like, and I'm, I'm not saying this, like, white people, but I'm just showing an example of... Um, like, I, my, good friend in, my good friend in Philadelphia, black guy with a white guy. You know, like, it, 
most people I know, um, my friend Carlos in San Diego, he's like Mexican Lebanese and his husband's half Mexican, half white. Like most people I know that are in a relationship or married from being out here in this part of the country are more blended. And even, you know, over yeah, there. I think that falls in line with opposites attract. Yeah, that's true too, yeah. You want to have like something different. Um, and sometimes what you're used to is just kind of boring. And, and I don't even think it's all that too. I think it's just like, when you grow up in white culture, you don't even see yourself as Asian, but you, I mean, you do, but you also just, and the kids see you as just like them too. So it's like, you're all just, this, you see what I'm saying? It's like, where I'm from, the Asian kids are just like, and even the black kids. The only kids that are a little bit more secluded where I'm from is the Latino kids. And that's only because they don't speak English and they have to go to special classes to learn English. And, but then by the time they get up in middle school and high school, they're more integrated in, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get that, and I think a lot of the, the separation is more to do with uh, what their parents do for work and the area they, they live in, so the school district might be different. True. That's true, too. There's also some always some social, socioeconomic issues yeah. in that. All right. Well, you want a broken hip-hop wrap-up for the day? So let's do it. Have you, um, do you have any idea what this Let's Go Brandon rapper is? No, I do not. Okay, I don't really either, but we're going to find out. <laughs> we'll be right back. This is the Broken Hip Hop Wrap-Up on the Doctor Whoever Project. So, um, have you heard about this song? Uh, I guess there's a rapper called Let's Go Brandon, or maybe it's Let's Go Brandon rapper Bryson Gray. I don't know. It says this. Apparently, the article. This isn't. This is in the new New York Post. I don't really even understand it because I'm way too white to understand this. But um, it says Bryson Gray boots Adele out of number one spot with band anti Biden song. Do you know anything about this? I'm looking right now. A controversial new rap song mocking the leader of the free world has rocketed to the charts of iTunes, booting Adele from number one spot even after getting banned on YouTube and Instagram for spreading harmful information. Alright, I got it. Let's see what it is. Don't nobody like his ass, huh? Try to cover up and tell the people go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Brandon, you told me you were gonna kind of hang back those first two states. Americans screaming, let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. When you ask questions, they start banning. Hey, hey, let's go, Brandon. Hey, hey, let's go, Brandon. Hey, hey, let's go, Brandon. Like multiple different people. I don't quite get it. Oh, this is somebody explaining it. Okay. I guess it's been, it says warning COVID. Three different songs have climbed their way to the top of the iTunes rankings for songs titled Let's Go, Brandon. The first to go number one overall was by an artist named Loza Alexander. The video for that is about 3.5 million views on YouTube. The second now to go to number one is by rapper Bryson Gray. As of this video recording, two of the top three songs in the entire country 
our Joe Biden anthems against him without any mainstream support. It's according to Breitbart. Now, you won't hear Let's Go Brandon on the radio on your drive to work in the morning. This is rebel you news. Bryson oh, so, on so any okay, this is, yeah, this so is rebel news. white America is promoting rap music all of a sudden okay, now? This, is, this has only been viewed 10,500 times. We have more podcast listens than that, okay, people? Just based on their skin color, as if that isn't weird. No, in fact, YouTube did the exact really opposite. To hear they banned Bryson Gray's song for medical misinformation. Yes, because that makes sense. When I look for medical information, I go to that song. When I go to right, the song to, F. Donald Trump, is that taken down? I really want to hear it. Now. Bryson Gray is a Christian rapper. That song that you're listening to is Let's Go Brandon. And oh, this is Glenn Beck. Okay. This is Glenn Beck. Media. Okay, hold on. This is Glenn Beck. So this is actually. All right, I want to hear this. Glenn Beck is actually a reputable, a reputable person. All right, here Bryson we go. Bryson Gray is a Christian rapper. That song that you're listening to Christian is rapper. "Let's Go Brandon," and it has been censored on social media, even though it's number one on iTunes. And the reason why it's been censored is because it has misleading medical information <laughs> in it. Uh, Bryson is with us now. Hello, Bryson. What's up, man? Thank you so much for having me on. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, so uh, I think I so found the song. You're, tell me about how the genesis of this song. So um, I didn't want to make it at first, but I didn't want like to make a trendy song. Um, but the way I looked at Leslie Brandon is... Very repetitive. Oh, here we go. Like I don't hear anything like at all. Like it's only one minute. I don't get it. I don't get it, Jesse. I don't get it. So you know it's so funny, Bryson, because Pat and I are exactly the same. We we love it when we heard it, but we were also at the same time we wouldn't participate in it, and we were also like. That's the most popular song in the country right now? I mean, that's the number one song on iTunes, so that's just quick downloads. I mean, that could change within a day. It's just odd. It's, it's not on the Billboard Top 100. Okay, well, let's wrap it up. That was a weird one. Yeah, that took me on a, that took me on a different road. <laughs> it was interesting, though. Yeah, I mean, I think a trend, yeah, I mean. I mean, whatever. I mean, it's it's everything I saw when I was looking up was Glenn Beck. The other thing had only 10,000 views. It was some weird right-wing nonsense. So, I mean, I don't know. 
sounds terrible too. Alright, well we're wrapping it up. If you stuck out to the end again, thanks so much. Um, you got Mr. Jesse and Dr. Whoever over here. We're gonna take Mr. Odie out to poop. Hopefully we don't have any uh hope we don't have any more poops on the floor before now and then. And um, you know, check us out next time, alright? Yeah, and thank you to our special guest Austin for We love today. love Mr. Austin. Alright, see you guys. Happy Halloween! Later. I'm crazy, but then they know this right here is me. And then I give them the peace. I'm out. The whole crew is back for season two. Cloud your ears with knowledge. Logan, warning, stand clear. This could affect your test results. Okay, bye bye. As I pull up in the Aston, don't nobody like his ass, huh? Tried to cover up and tell the people, go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Brandon, you told me you were going to kind of hang back those first two seconds. Prayer is a powerful thing. In these trying times, we pray. We pray hard. But... Some man.